joining me. My name is Riley Murtha, and I am a mindset, self-love, and personal development coach, and also your host. My intention with this podcast is simple, to create authentic, raw, real, relatable, all-encompassing conversations about life that offer unique perspectives around what it means to live well, what it means to truly feel good, and how we can achieve these things. So thank you so much for being here, and let's get to this week's episode. Mic check, one, two, one, two. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a while, and I feel like I say that at the beginning of every episode I record because I only record every 74 years, but you know what? That's just the vibe. That was kind of my intention with this podcast. I never wanted to do weekly episodes because I felt like that would create a lot of pressure. I have a lot of other stuff going on. I knew I wouldn't be able to prioritize this. And I also just wanted to genuinely record when I felt inspired and I had something to say. So that's now. (laughs) So thanks for sticking with me. Thank you for being patient um, with my inconsistent podcast. But I do have a few very exciting episodes coming up. I have some amazing guests coming on to the podcast to explore some really dope topics with me. But before we do that, I felt like it would be most appropriate to honor this year that has just ended. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time sitting with this idea of like, what did 2023 teach me? It was a pretty great year. For the most part, I I really enjoyed the year and I feel like I learned so much and I wanted to spend a bit of time reflecting um, on what those lessons were. Like what what were my big takeaways from 2023? And I literally thought about this for like a week and I journaled on it and this is what I came up with. So this episode is the five things that 2023 taught me. So we're just going to get straight into it. A lot happened in 2023. Um, I spent the first half of the year traveling. So I rang in the new year actually in the Philippines. (laughs) That's actually a whole different lesson. And that never even occurred to me until right now. But let's talk about it. (laughs) If you don't know, I flew from Bali to the Philippines to ring in the new year. And um, when I landed in the Philippines, in the islands, which is pretty much a cash-only destination, I realized I left my debit card in an ATM in Indonesia. So I had no access to cash. Mm -hmm. So that was not a great start. And then I went to check into my Airbnb and I learned that that was actually a scam. So I had no cash, no debit card, and nowhere to stay. And it was New Year's Eve. Um, So I was walking around the streets. Oh, and I was PMSing. I was was like in primetime PMS, like my most unstable. So this was a pretty big test to be going through at that time. So naturally, I was wandering the streets of the Philippines, first day in the country, um, with nowhere to stay, crying, and dragging my suitcase around while looking for somewhere to spend the night. Um, 
And then finally, I did find a hotel. Obviously, everything was overpriced and most things were sold out because I was on a very small island, one of the most like pristine and prestigious beaches in the world on New Year's Eve. So thankfully, I did find a place to stay and I paid way too much to stay there, but I was grateful. Um, but then I still had to deal with this fact that I had no debit card and I was traveling indefinitely. So I really needed to somehow find a way to get that replaced so that I wasn't living on credit cards and being charged interest and all of these things. So I, I rang in the new year on the phone with my bank, uh, fighting with them, like begging them to send me a replacement card to Indonesia, which eventually they did do after about four hours of conversation and then January 1st, I enjoyed a beautiful beach day, which made the whole trip worthwhile. And then I got food poisoning. So that was how my 2023 started. <laughs> and that taught me that just because your year starts off like crazy or like not how you planned or super challenging, that doesn't have to set the tone for your year. Because overall, it was a really beautiful year and it started off wild like that's one of my craziest travel stories to date and it was a little bit traumatic but you know it it taught me how to go with the flow roll with the punches come up with solutions make the best of challenging situations so it was a pretty um valuable learning lesson but that's how i started 2023 and a lot a lot happened at the beginning of 2023 so after that little three-day extravaganza I went back to Bali and I spent the first half of 2023 traveling so between Bali Australia and New Zealand and then I came back to Canada in May and found a home moved into a place for the first time in two years and spent my summer on Vancouver Island and I've been on Vancouver Island ever since so it's been it was a really um busy uh, year full of changes and decisions and um, a lot shifted and adjusted itself for me in the course of 2023. So I have to say these five lessons um, are really interesting. These themes that came through for me that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I was really kind of surprised to see what what came through when I was journaling on this. And of course, they all have a lot of um interconnection and overlap as well they really do weave together in an interesting way so the first lesson that 2023 taught me is that energy is everything energy is everything and I mean I knew that right like I've known that for a while but discovering Himalayan Kriya Yoga and doing my um, yoga teacher training in Bali right at the beginning of January and then incorporating that modality, this medicine, this yogic tradition into my existing business honestly changed everything. Like this, this practice of Himalayan Kriya Yoga took everything I already knew about energy and just like took me 10 layers deeper. It just made it so clear that like this is so necessary. This is literally everything and I'm just so grateful that I stumbled into that class right at the end of 2022 and signed myself up for this yoga teacher training right at the beginning of 2023 um, because it 
yeah, it just shifted my perspective so much. It gave me new understanding, new knowledge, a new way of relating to the world. Um, it shifted so much for me. It changed my priorities. It changed my business. Like it changed the whole way that I was approaching my retreats. It gave me this new offering. And honestly, my in-person gatherings and my retreats in 2023 were up-leveled so hard because of the Himalayan Korea yoga and, and putting together like the subconscious work and the coaching with this energy body healing that's so powerful and just like gets gets us unstuck to be able to get all of that suppressed and stuck energy and emotion out of the body and to to have this powerful embodiment practice so that we're not just like thinking about the ideas and the concepts we're actually getting it into the body and we're getting the nervous system and the energy bodies aligned with the knowledge that we have changed everything so that was how I started my year was in this really intense yoga teacher training in Bali and taking that practice I'm so thankful that I committed to that teacher training and I just knew that it had to be a part of my offerings and a part of my business and a part of what I share because it really truly did change everything it's it felt in that first yoga class like it was the physical energetic embodiment of everything that I had been teaching cognitively so yeah that practice it just shifted everything for me and just even personally like understanding my energy and my energy bodies in a completely new way and starting to take really really good care of myself in 2023 um, energetically I was always I've always kind of taken really good care of myself physically but there was a missing piece and for those who like know me, I have chronic fatigue and I've been diagnosed with sleep disorders. And when I started to like really zero in on my energetic well-being and my energetic boundaries and my energy practices, things started to be a lot more manageable for me. So just my energetic understanding of myself and of others and being able to share that more deeply has been life-changing. And that that really transformed over 2023 and it was a really cool experience and I mean it's of course still evolving but 2023 was a pretty pivotal year in terms of um, just adding this new layer to my business I feel like Himalayan Korea has become such a big part of what we do and what I share and I'm so so thankful for that so shout out to 2023 for that amazing gift um, and then it ties in these all kind of tie into each other the second lesson that 2023 taught me <laughs> it all kind of happened at the same time but um the second lesson is that grief is really weird <laughs> grief is hard man grief is unpredictable and the day before i was supposed to be starting my yoga teacher training i was sitting in a booth at bali and I got news that someone like really significant from my past had passed away. My first, like the, my high school sweetheart, my first and kind of only like long-term relationship, someone that I dated for five years, lived together, like each other's first loves. It was such a serious, intense, formative relationship. And he passed away the day before I was starting my yoga teacher training this energy healing training 
And it was such a divine thing in a sense, because I was across the world. There was nothing I could do. I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't be around any of those people from my past. And I couldn't have asked for a more supportive place to be. I was in like, you know, the spiritual epicenter of the world. I was in Ubud and I was about to step into this like magical training surrounded by like-minded people and really, really powerful mentors and teachers and energy healers. Like where else would you want to be in the depths of grief? Somewhere where I was able to do like three hours of energy healing every single day and just be with my feelings completely and feel everything and express everything and be heard and seen in it all. Like it was unbelievable timing. I mean, that sounds selfish when I say it out loud there's never a good time and of course I wish it hadn't happened at all but the lesson was that grief is really unpredictable you can't have a strategy for it you don't really know how it's going to affect you and and something that I realized through that experience is that like as an empath especially but I'm sure everyone can relate to this it's almost like we have all these weird beliefs about how we should grieve and how we should mourn and there's a lot of like weird shame or guilt almost that like I'm not doing this right or I shouldn't feel this way or I don't have a right to be this sad because this person hasn't been in my life for 10 years so I shouldn't be this affected by this loss and I've seen that in myself in other situations of loss and grief it's like well I didn't know this person that well so I shouldn't be this sad I don't have a right to be this sad and my realization has been that We do have a right. We do have a right to feel however we feel. We can grieve in whatever way feels correct and honest and real for us. It doesn't matter. There's no rules. There's no rules. Like we, our feelings are valid, period. We all feel things and experience things differently. And we have to honor that. This specific type of loss is really weird because it's almost like I've grieved this person twice I I well I should have grieved this person twice the relationship itself when it ended that was a loss that was mourning that I should have actually gone through but I didn't at the time I didn't let myself because I didn't have the tools then I was like 21 years old and my only coping mechanisms were reckless and destructive behaviors and I actually came out of that relationship feeling like I'm fine guys like I don't know what you're talking about like everything's all good like I'm over it and it has taken me like a decade longer to really kind of confront the grief that I was trying to run away from by binge drinking all the time and by like hooking up with guys and like all of the crazy wild partying you know experiences that I had I was trying to outrun the grief and it's it's weird and it's ironic that like I didn't really feel the grief for the first time fully until this person actually was gone you know in a sense physically gone from their body it's like then all of a sudden I felt safe enough to be like whoa There's all this other grief that I hadn't processed. So it was almost like two types of grief were occurring at once. And as well with this particular person, they had a really, really hard battle with addiction. And there were a lot of years where many of us expected to lose this person. And he actually had agreed at one point to come on to the podcast after getting sober and share his story. 
So I do want to just honor him in this conversation and his battle and his journey and the fact that he, you know, came out on top against all odds when it comes to addiction. He put in the work and he did know his worth and he, he really came back to himself and ended up passing away of other very unexpected, very tragic and unfortunate circumstances. But I always believed the reason I'm sharing this is because I had suspected that he was going to lose his life for so many years. I didn't think that when it did happen, it would hurt so much. I didn't think that it was going to affect me the way that it affected me and is still affecting me. We cannot predict grief. We cannot, we cannot prepare for it. And I just think that this conversation is so important because we experience so much grief and so much loss in our lives and no two people's grief experiences or journeys are the same. But it doesn't even need to necessarily be death. Like the relationship ending, I needed to grieve that. If I had had the tools and the space to grieve and mourn that the relationship ending, I would have saved myself so much self-sabotage and so much suffering. And we go through this. Life is a series of death and rebirth cycles. I didn't understand that when I was 21, but I understand it very deeply now. So when relationships end, when friendships end, we need space to grieve. That grief needs somewhere to go. This ties into my first lesson because grief is an energy. It's a very low vibration energy. It's deeply physically and emotionally uncomfortable and we don't know what to do with it so what we do with it is we suppress it and we store it in the body and it makes us sick and it makes us depressed and it makes us miserable and it stops our flow of life force energy so a practice like Himalayan Kriya Yoga helps us to get that grief energy out of the body it gives it somewhere to go and I really wish that I had had more tools and more space to be with my grief earlier but I'm so grateful that I have those tools now and I just wanted to express I've thought so much about grief in 2023 and it's something that really has affected me and something that I'm really committed to both working on in myself and sharing and speaking on so that other people can do the same so the second lesson is grief is fucking weird man it's weird, it's hard, it's unpredictable, and you're not doing it wrong, okay? You're not. Okay, that was heavy. We're going to move on. <laughs> Lesson number three. The third thing that 2023 taught me, I guess it's just that I'm, I am where I'm meant to be. I am doing what I'm meant to be doing. Like, I really, truly... In 2023, I think for the first time, was like, I'm in my purpose. Like, I am doing what I was put here to do. And a lot of that came just through experience and even through these other two lessons that I just shared. Like, these, these pieces have reflected to me that like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'm on my path. Like, things are coming together. This is what I'm meant to be doing through my retreats, through the work that I do with people. But also, it's been confirmed in other ways so through like learning more about my human design and my astrology that has really empowered me and that has really given me 
the confidence that like holy shit like sometimes none of this makes sense to me but like this is my path this has always been what's meant for me like understanding more about my natal chart and understanding more about my human design it's like shit this was always going to be the way things were for me like my my purpose in life is to do things the hard way and then gather the information and share that with other people so that they don't have to do it the hard way and I've always felt that about my journey I'm like why do I always have to figure things out like the most painful way and both my human design and my astrology always reflect back that like my purpose in this life is to share and to speak. I can't help but want to get underneath the surface of things and disturb the status quo and to challenge things and to like be the skeptic. Like that's just my nature. And so learning more about that has really kind of just kept me and put me in momentum because there are moments where we, we question ourselves and it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like there was a moment this summer where I just I I was just feeling lost and I was like, am I even supposed to be doing this? Should I do this all differently? Should I start over in something else? And those feelings are normal, like entrepreneurship. The thing that I've realized, this is another lesson that isn't on my list, but like entrepreneurship is like 90 percent mindset. That's why I have a business coaching program where I can guide people through this and set them up from a mindset perspective. Yeah, we got into the strategy and it's tangible as well, but so much of it is being able to ride the waves. Like what's going to make you or break you as an entrepreneur is your mindset. Are you able to withstand the lows? Because there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys. And if you can't hang in the valleys, you're not going to make it. So being able to be with myself in those moments and then having the reassurance of like my makeup like this is who I am this is how I'm meant to contribute in this world like just knowing these things and seeking that out and learning more and more and more it's cemented me in my purpose and it's allowed me to like have the tests of the universe. Like I was offered jobs in 2023 and I was like, hmm, like thinking about it, like should I do the safe thing? Should I do the secure thing? And I'm like, fuck no, because this is what I'm meant to be doing. I know that in my soul and it's been confirmed through experience, through astrology, through human design. Like what else do I need? Even this podcast, like I said at the beginning, sometimes... I don't record for a long ass time. And then these thoughts come in that are like, just give up the podcast. Like, why are you even doing that? Why are you putting that pressure on yourself? And I swear to everything that every time that thought comes into my head, someone immediately DMs me on Instagram out of the clear blue fucking sky and is like, I just found your podcast and thank you so much. Like, I can't tell you how much like this certain thing resonated with me and how much I needed to hear that. And like, I'm so thankful. Like there's a pattern of every time I seriously consider giving this up someone (laughs) finds me and confirms that there's a reason why I'm doing this and that has been kind of the pattern through every part of my business everything just feels clear I've never felt so connected to my purpose and I've never felt so confident in my path and I will never question it as seriously as I did in 2023 and I think I needed that one big like is this it And then doubling down on myself yet again for, you know, the hundredth time and things really finding momentum from there. And then just receiving all of this, this confirmation and affirmation and validation through these other things like that in-depth 
um, birth chart reading I had for the first time. I've never looked at my birth chart. I've never known anything about my astrology other than the fact that I'm a Scorpio. I've known that forever. And then maybe in the last few years, I learned my big three, like, okay, I'm a Pisces moon and okay, I'm a Capricorn rising, but I don't really know what that means. So actually investing in someone to tell me what that means and not just tell me what that means, but there's so many other aspects to your astrology. And if you don't know this, you need to know this about yourself. It's like a cheat sheet. It's like a blueprint to understanding yourself. And I'm actually um, bringing on the astrologer onto the podcast who helped me really um, start to tap into this in a couple episodes. So you guys are going to love that conversation if this is intriguing you. But the third lesson is just that I'm where I'm meant to be. I'm in my purpose. And quite frankly, I'm unstoppable because I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up on this. I know that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Like it's a sole purpose that I'm in. I'm wanting to create a fucking tsunami, you guys, of self-love. I want to plant as many seeds for unconditional self-love and for empowerment as humanly possible. And this is just the beginning. Okay? (laughs) All right? Okay. The fourth thing that 2023 taught me is that cycles, cycles and seasons like really tapping into the cyclical nature of our being. So kind of in two two ways, two main, two main ways this came through for me. Um, the first being my cycle. Like 2023 was the year that I really started to honor my cycle. I think that seed was planted for me in previous years, maybe 2021, 2022. I started to think about it more. I started to pay more attention, get a little more curious. But 2023 is the year when... I went hard on on cycle syncing and like not just like noticing my period. I I guess I learned about like the cycles or sorry, the phases of my cycle two, three years ago, like my follicular phase, my luteal phase, you know, menstruation, ovulation, all of these things. I knew a little bit, but I really started to embody and apply that knowledge this year. And the, the big gift, one of the huge benefits of being my own you know, boss and having my own business is like, I can honor that so deeply. And I restructured my business at the end of 2023 so that I can rest when I need to rest and I don't have to push through and I don't have to like muscle through the times when I actually need to slow down. I've, I've always done that. Like I've always just been like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. It's go time. We got to get through this. And 2023 was the year that I realized that I didn't have to do that anymore and I didn't want to do that anymore and actually honoring my body and giving myself space where I needed space and then aligning my business like that I know I can look at a calendar right now and tell you I am going to be high energy and social and outgoing for this week of this month. And then during this 14 days, I'm going to feel introverted and I'm not going to want to go out. Like I can plan not just my business, but like my social engagements and like my entire life around knowing how I'm going to feel at what time of month. Like, oh, I'm going to feel this way right here because I'm going to be ovulating and then I'm going to start to, you know, lose energy and be more low energy and be more introverted in this part of the month. And then in this few days, 
like we're not planning shit. I'm not committing to anything. I'm not going to have to show up in my business in a huge way because I'm going to need to like super rest. And like that is also the death and rebirth cycle, how that shows up in our lives as women, right? We need to allow that. You need to actually rest, actually rest during your period. Like let yourself, when you're bleeding, when you're in your moon, like just let yourself be. I had so much resistance around that for so long. And like when I first, there was one woman's ceremony I went to in particular in the summer. And it was when I first landed back on the island. And I actually like went to a woman's gathering at the community center around the corner from my childhood home. And there was something really magical about like being there in that space on that land where like I had spent my childhood. And that, 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 ceremony taught me a lot and like challenged me and pushed me a lot it got me thinking about my monarchy my first bleed and like it got me thinking about the way that I related to my blood and like all of this stuff and it started to really shift how I was relating to my period and like honoring the stillness and like the death the winter the inner winter that's occurring when we're in that part of our cycle we are not able to perform the same 30 days a month like men are like our endocrine cycle is 28 ish days a man's is 24 hours that's why they're so consistent and why they don't understand us at all so can you honor that can you be curious about that can you plan for that because for me personally that's been a huge massive takeaway from 2023 is like life is so much better and so much easier when we take the guesswork out of that like I noticed that a lot of women don't understand their cycle so they're feeling frustrated and they're feeling blindsided by these hormonal changes that are creating you know changes in mood and changes in energy and when you can tap into that and plan for that it's so empowering I know that firsthand personally through my experience in 2023 and then I helped a lot of my clients um, dig into that and empower themselves in that way as well so that's just one season one cycle right like in womanhood in general we have this whole other process where we're moving through different phases of womanhood but another really obvious one for me was like the seasons themselves like the the seasons of nature so as a digital nomad I was chasing the sun I was chasing the sun for almost two years straight so that's like eight consecutive summers and summer has an energy like summer is like go 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 get outside play like make the most of it and winter is for slowing down winter is for stillness winter is for introspection and reflection and resting hibernating and I didn't have that for like two years or like coming up on three years right I had to make a decision like am I gonna keep doing summer in different countries again for a third year or am I gonna give my body a little bit of time to rest and I noticed that when I was abroad I was like in Australia and it was summer and then it was fall and then I went to New Zealand and it was fall and then it was turning into winter and it was getting actually cold (laughs) which I didn't realize I was gonna do I like landed um in the Alps with a suitcase full of bikinis and there was snow and I was like okay I didn't do my research which is very very much uh something that I would do and 
as soon as my body felt those cold temperatures, like all my hair started falling out. Like my hair started shedding like really, really aggressively and my skin was shedding. And it was like my body was sending me signals that it was like dysregulated, right? Um, we need like when my body was so used to winters and it wasn't getting the cycles that it was used to. So that's a huge part of the reason why I decided to stay in Canada this winter because I just felt like my body was begging for a bit of downtime and a bit of darkness and like to be in the cold and just to take that pressure off of needing to like enjoy every single sunny day like 365 days a year. And that kind of tuned me into this idea of like really living with the seasons. Like, can we change the way we eat? Can we change the way we relate to ourselves and our habits according to what season we're in, in nature? That's really important and a really powerful way to love yourself and care for yourself and and tend to your needs. So there's so many different cycles happening, right? That's a few of them. And then there's more. There's the moon cycle. There's so much happening. And as, as we can tune into the rhythms of the earth and of our bodies and of everything that's going on, we can flow so much easier, so much easier. Instead of always feeling like we're swimming upstream and struggling and being blindsided and just feeling like it's always another thing, when you can understand all of these rhythms and these cycles that are happening at the same time, you're going to feel a lot more grounded and a lot more able to like go with the flow and support yourself when you know what's coming up. And that actually leads me into my fifth and final thing that 2023 taught me. Although I'm thinking of other things as I'm talking. (laughs) Well, this actually ties into what just popped into my mind. So we'll see if I can weave it all together here. The fifth thing that 2023 taught me is that less is more. I am someone who likes to be busy. I'm a go-getter. I'm like a taking on lots of different projects and lots of different things at the same time person. And like, I've kind of kept myself in a state of overwhelm for a long time. And I, I do recognize that in a sense, that's a, a coping strategy of some sort. Um, so slowing down and simplifying big, big, big lesson, big takeaway in 2023. Like I have a tendency to complicate things and not necessarily make things like super straightforward and in part that's ADHD right like (laughs) that's just being uh neurodivergent and not like thinking in a a linear or like neurotypical way but I guess in a sense the more I learned about my ADHD brain the more that I could see the chaos and be aware of it and it's like oh okay there's a different way like how can I simplify this how can I make this more straightforward for my own sake so Doing less and slowing down and just like simplifying everything as much as possible really benefited me in 2023 and that's still something that I'm working on for sure. This idea of just like doing less, like doing less doing and just being, right? I mean, now we're talking about this this harmony and this balance that we're all seeking between the, the feminine and the masculine energy. And if you aren't familiar, I'm not talking about like male, female. This has nothing to do with gender. We all have feminine and masculine energies. The feminine energy is your your being energy. Your masculine energy is the doing. Like the masculine is the provider energy. It's like the go-getter, the goal achiever, 
always going, 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 doing, doing, doing to-do lists, keep it moving, keep it moving, like creating structure, hustler, right? And that's like my tendency naturally. So the last couple of years I've been working on cultivating more of my divine feminine, which is the being energy, to, to just be, to go with the flow, to be intuitive, to be creative. And so 2023 was a year where I feel I was able to really get it and really start to create that for myself and again in part that's why I had to stop being a digital nomad and traveling 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 because it's hard to be it's hard to like really surrender into your feminine energy in that in that state in that place like when you're always moving on to the next place when you're always traveling it's like I have two weeks here and then I have to keep it moving that's a very masculine energy that that kept me in so Placing myself here on the island where I could have more of a home base and more of a routine and just kind of relax into the structure allowed me to be for the first time in a really long time and it felt really good. It also felt really good to simplify my business, kind of getting into this mindset of like doing less but like doing it better and allowing more spaciousness for myself because... This was the thing that kind of popped into my mind as I was speaking, and it definitely ties into this very directly. The doing, 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 doing is a dysregulated nervous system, right? So I knew that part of my nervous system regulation journey was going to be doing less and like actually slowing down and just having more space in my life. So I've realized that part of that as well is like as an entrepreneur there always feels like there's more to do so it's really hard to disconnect from that and I would I would uh, not prioritize certain things like my spiritual practices and just like time for myself it was like everything had to be poured into my business for a long time and in 2023 I finally started to create time for my for myself (laughs) for my spirituality for my practices for my rituals and ironically The more I do that, the more aligned I am, the more I manifest, the more abundance there is. I have more clarity. I'm more connected to my inspiration. I'm more creating from my soul instead of from this like hustle mindset of like scarcity and all of these other things. Like it seems contradictory a little bit, but the more I step away from my business, the more my business seems to align itself and to flow instead of being forced. So it's a huge lesson for me in 2023 of slowing down, doing less, and I guess trusting more, like trusting myself and trusting the process and trusting my business. At the end of 2023, like over the holidays, I took two weeks away from my business for the first time ever. I had never taken more than one day off since I started coaching and probably in fitness as well. Like I never really gave myself that much time um, away. I guess it was easier for me when I worked in the gym because I would leave. I'd go on vacation or whatever and I would be able to separate myself a little bit more. But especially since the beginning of 2021, so that's two full years, I had never, I was like in grind mode. I was hustling. I was building my business And it felt normal and it felt natural to like have zero work-life balance. 
And I was starting to notice the impact of that on me and on my nervous system. And so I decided to take two weeks off completely away from my business to reset my nervous system and to reset my mind. And that's a huge milestone for me because I would have never felt safe doing that. And it was a really powerful exercise of like learning who I am without the doing, like learning how to be and learning how to be a person who's not constantly in their business and not constantly thinking about their business. Uh, It was a really valuable exercise. So kind of just releasing in 2023 the the need to always be productive. I realized that my self-worth was very much wrapped up in my productivity and my income and my milestones and how my business was doing. And I kind of lost sight of who I was outside of that. So realizing that and taking steps to rebalance myself in that way and have better boundaries around my work and around my life and releasing that hustle mindset has made me a lot less tired and a lot less burnt out. And I mean, at the same time, my business is doing better than ever. So what does that teach us? We can trust. We can, the more that we harmonize ourselves, the more that we find that juicy mid-ground between the masculine and the feminine, and we have the emotional awareness to turn the hustle on and then to also turn it off, that's when the magic happens. And I mean, that's still a journey for me. It's still something I'm refining and working on all the time. But the realization came through for me in a really strong way in 2023 that that's what I needed. That's it. That's all I've got for you. The big takeaway from that last lesson as well is just like the nervous system piece. I... The energy and the nervous system, like we spent so much time, I spent so much time healing and growing through just like the the thinking, thinking, thinking and talking, talking, talking. And my huge takeaway from 2023 was that we need to also really, really take into account our energy and our nervous system. And I guess like my, my clarity in the terms of like how I'm working with myself and how I'm guiding my clients as well is there there's five pieces that we need to focus on it's the our energy it's our nervous system it is our subconscious mind that's one piece to the puzzle absolutely we need to learn how to think better and learn how to think different it's also community and it's also our connection to nature So everything that I create and everything that I offer to my clients in my business moving forward will be a direct reflection of those five pieces. We're not just going to be talking about the subconscious. We're not just going to be talking about coaching. We have to incorporate all of those things. We have to make sure that we're covering all of those bases because that's up until this point what has been discovered on my own journey and what has made the most massive changes for me. And those are the ingredients that I am always working to incorporate into my own life and my business is a reflection of that my ability to help others comes from my ability to help myself so I hope that this conversation (laughs) with myself (laughs) has been valuable to you I hope that it has inspired you in some way perhaps shifted something or sparked something or connected a dot that needed to be connected I appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast so, so much. So much gratitude to you. Please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Leave a review, leave a five-star 
rating um, if you're on Spotify and share this episode. That's the main thing that you can do to help this podcast find the people who appreciate it and who get something out of it is just by sharing it with your friends or sharing it on your social media. Um, I would so appreciate that because it, it is so amazing to hear about how this podcast finds people who really do need it in divine timing. So thank you so much and definitely stay tuned because there are some very juicy episodes coming your way with some amazing guests. Until next time.